blessed. Last week we had an important meeting with the city for Newman Center 2.0. And the reason is because in our new design and plan, we show fewer parking spaces than we have now with a bigger church, right? But here's the thing, we know that a lot of students have parking passes, they walk, and there's also just a little parking lot right there that's very open on Sundays. And so we were still like kind of nervous, right? Like, oh my gosh, and everyone tells horror stories from the past about the city or whatever. But this, the response could not have been more positive. The staff themselves were, were so supportive, and the city council members were very encouraging. And in the end, they, they basically said, Father Matt, we want to thank you for bringing forth a plan with fewer parking spaces. <laughs> You're welcome. You know? <laughs> and and I, was, I was almost like giddy. It was like totally opposite of what we were like fearing, you know? And, and as I looked back, I could see that it was, that everything was just perfect. That the team who worked on it, was, it, was, it was the right team. That the timing with the city council's priorities of reducing cars and reducing congestion in this town, it just, it just like fit perfect. And so even though my timeline, you know, I wanted a new Newman Center like five years ago, right? You know, that, that my timeline was very different. That, that God, in his own way, showed, he showed up and he's letting me know I'm here. And in a way that only he could orchestrate that, that I want to bless you. That I know it's been a hard road and I know the timing's not what you wanted, but the desire in my heart, God says, is to bless you. The deepest desire of God's heart, our blessed God, is for you and I to share in his blessedness. That everything that happens is somehow ordered to that. And today Jesus shares with us the Beatitudes. That he speaks to these people who maybe don't feel so blessed to be poor or mourning or persecuted. People who, who long for righteousness, for justice. That Jesus is saying, you're going to get it. That, that somehow... Even my brokenness, when, when I feel hurt, when a relationship is ruptured, it tells me that I was made for a relationship that will never be ruptured. Does that make sense? So, so when, I, when I'm angry at injustice, it tells me that I have a longing, I have a desire within me for justice. And God would not have given us that desire if he didn't have a plan to fulfill it. And so sometimes even in our poverty, we can more clearly see, we can more clearly even desire and want more the blessedness that God has for us. And so Jesus goes through these, this, this list that, that we were made for blessedness, not, not, a, not a blessedness in the eyes of the world here on earth, but, but a blessedness in the kingdom of heaven. So blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who, who don't have things. Maybe. 
But, but maybe the poor who, who have less to hold on to and have more space and more dependence to hold on to God. That, that's, if there's a, a subtle, not sin, but if there's a subtle aspect of our society, isn't it true, though, that when we, when we get complacent, when I get relaxed, when I feel like I have everything I need, that somehow I forget my need for God? I think God knows that. But when I have nothing of my own to cling to, then I have to be completely dependent on God. And so God in his goodness allows me perhaps at times to to not have anything to hold and and to become completely dependent on him. Now, God willing, I don't have to have nothing to be able to be dependent on him. I can be dependent on him without being poor, but perhaps he knows me better than I know myself, and that's what I need. You know, at the end of the the Focus Conference in St. Louis that we took a bus of students to, the last morning, um, there were a few people came out on stage, and Jonathan Rumi came out. Jonathan Rumi is, he's the actor that plays Jesus in the series The Chosen. And it was really beautiful. He talked about his faith or whatnot, but he also, he told us a story. He shared that he had moved to Los Angeles several years ago because he wanted to be an actor. And none of his breaks were really working out. And one day he's going down the street and he realizes, he's like, I have no money. That, that I'm literally almost out of food at home. And so he, he goes into this, as I recall, he goes into this church and he gets on his knees. And he basically says to God, like, God... I can't do this. Like, I, you have to do it. Like, I surrender everything to you. I, I am completely dependent on you. He finishes his prayer, and he goes back home, and he, he checks his mail, and in his mail are four checks for jobs and things that he had done that he hadn't been paid for yet. And he said he realized in that moment that God was saying, I got you. And, and it took that moment of utter destitution almost, where he's like, I can't do it. God, I need you. And God showed up that afternoon to say, I've got you. And so now Jonathan, as he goes forward, whether his money is up or down, he knows the greater truth is that God has him. That, that as much as he needs money in his bank account to pay for food and rent and that kind of stuff, that his greater treasure is God, was always with him. And he had to go through that, that, that period to be able to learn that important truth. And so I think it's, it's one of those things that in hindsight, sometimes we can, we can see it so clearly. Not always, but a lot of times, right? That's why I told that example, that story at the beginning, that you look back and you're like, wow. Like, God, that was beautiful. Now, I wasn't happy about the journey, and it felt really hard, but I looked back, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But what Jesus invites us to do is to trust in him even when I can't see what he's doing. That even when I'm experiencing poverty now, or experiencing persecution, or, or I'm mourning and grieving, 
to know that God, that same good God who called me for blessedness is at work. That I can be encouraged and take, take refuge in him, as the prophet Zephaniah says today, with nothing to disturb us. Psalm 146 today encourages us, the Lord keeps faith forever, secures justice for the oppressed, gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets captives free, raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord sustains. But to hold that truth in our minds, that even when, when I don't see, the things that I'm trying to do aren't going my way, to remember that truth that God has me. And what that means is that I can experience blessedness whether I'm in the riches or even if I'm in the poverty and I'm clinging only to my God, who's everything, that I can be blessed in every single moment. That I actually don't have to wait till I get to heaven to experience his blessedness because he's with me now. And, and part of that, too, is just recognizing that blessedness is more of an awareness now. In heaven, it'll be reality. But heaven, uh, blessedness now is more uh, a, an awareness. It's not a feeling. We may not feel blessed. Well, I don't feel very blessed. You know, like I don't feel blessed by my roommate or you know this homework. This homework I have to do by tomorrow. You know, I might not feel. I might not feel blessed. But I can know that somehow God works all things for good. That this is actually a blessing. And and God, I I remember being in college and my prayer. At the end of the day, like I would be up to like 2 a.m. doing my engineering homework and stuff. And then I, my prayer as I went to sleep was I looked at my calendar for the next day and I said, God, I don't know how I'm going to get through tomorrow. There's more to do than I have time. And, and then it would hit me like, I don't know how you got me through today, but you did. And so maybe you'll be able to get me through tomorrow, but only you can. Good night. You know, and then you just like, <laughs> I, met, I met a woman yesterday who shared with me that she's been going through a hard time recently because her son was the victim of violence. And so she's so angry. And she's worried that her son's going to be like permanently injured. And in the course of our conversation, I asked her a few questions, and she shared with me that that she and her husband had been through so many difficulties. From the beginning of their relationship, at the beginning of their marriage, a lot of bad things had happened. And so I asked her, I said, well, how has all that bad stuff affected you? And she said, well, it, it actually strengthened my relationship between me and my husband. That, that it actually taught me to rely on God. And, and we, we learned this wisdom along the way. She told me this, this wise thing she said that her and her husband do. She says, in our house, we have the 48-hour rule. I was like, what does that mean? She says, you have 48 hours to bring it up. <laughs> but after that, you had your chance. And she said, it's kind of funny. Sometimes we'll be like, hey, it's over 48 hours. And she says, I know where I stand with my husband and we're so good because we deal with stuff and we, we look to the future. I was like, wow. I was like, it sounds like you, gosh, you've been really blessed through all this. 
I said, let me ask you a question. Is it, is it possible that God is doing something similar now? And she just looked at me, and then she just started crying, and she said, I get it. That this will bless us, even though right now it's so hard and I'm so scared. The blessedness is deeper than everything going right in my life. It's deeper than how I feel. It's a firm conviction that my God has me. Last little story. I spoke with a a woman this week, someone I, I care deeply about, who sadly suffered a miscarriage this week. And she and her husband have had three miscarriages before this. And she has... She was able to have birth, give birth to two children. And so I just asked her, I said, how are, how are you doing with all this? She said, well, I'm, I'm sad. She said, but this just feels different than before. I'm like, I, I'm sad, but there's this like, peace and this knowledge that, that tells me it's going to be okay, that, I, that I'm going to see my child again one day. I'll be able to hold my child. And I'm sad that I can't get... I won't get to do that now. But I know that somehow, I feel like I should feel worse than I do. But somehow I know that it's going to be okay. When we rest in the blessedness of God, whether things are going our way or against us, that what we can do is rest in the confidence of the love and faithfulness of our God, who has destined us for eternal blessedness. And we can remember and experience even now that we are blessed.